solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 17 The Four Champions. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter Watch. Watch. Hey, family of listeners. It's chapter 17, The Four Champions. <laughs> or as Molly called it, Doubt, Deceit, Daring. Did you say doubt? Yes. Oh, good. Doubt. Cool, cool, doubt. cool, cool. Like I thought play. You, I thought you said gout. So, <laughs> so I was confused, but I think doubt obviously makes a lot more sense. Context clues. I did read the chapter. <laughs> And um, what did you rename it? I, Something with gout? Or? Yeah, mine does have gout in it. That's why I was so, like, thrown. Um, no, I renamed it The Chosen Fourth. Okay. Like The Chosen One. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and we can listen to this episode because we know that Dumbledore said, did you put your name into the goblet? Calmly. Mm-hmm. Calmly. I'm sorry, could you could you say it one more time? I don't think everybody really understood it. Right, I'll just say I'll just say it again. <clears throat> Did you put your name into the goblet, Harry? said Dumbledore. Calmly. Calmly. <laughs> Calmly. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Anyway, <clears throat> I think we can all tell what chapter this is. Maybe an innocuous chapter pre the movie coming out, but since the movie came out, this is a very it's vital. It's a vital chapter, very important. Well, what happens in this chapter? Oh, what a good segue, Maul. <laughs> We're in a mood today. Okay. Here is, we had too much preamble chatting. Yeah. This is bad. It's better we get in and just start, I think. I think we're doing great. No, we're, we're, we're great. amazing. Okay. Moody deceives them. Ancient magic thwarts fairness. And Ron's had enough. Wow. That was such an eloquent haiku. Thank you. I couldn't think of anything like fun or like whimsical so I was like I have to use like good. You, you What was that word you used in the, in the seven? Thwarts. Yeah and then um, enchant or I said ancient magic thwarts ancient magic. Fairness. Yeah. To be fair it. ancient magic is a quote from the book. Yeah but, but yeah. Great pull. Thank you. Pull Thank quotes. you Malls. Please uh, share with us yours. Okay. Um, adults decided Harry must play the game, but the butt is with the seven. <laughs> let me let me just take that back. <laughs> Look, I just I had a six and a six, so I just had to redo it. Um, <clears throat> adults decided Harry must play the game, but who put the name in? question mark great i love it i love that it's almost one sentence yeah it's just like whatever those poems are called <laughs> yeah the sentence the the one-liners the <laughs> a lot of punctuation in this one yes yes i love it i love it you know a lot of like famous um poets poets 
do do that with haikus or like with their own like freeform poetry like they'll put the butt on the line because it's like but yeah it's definitely like but who put the name in yeah question mark question mark i love it i wish you could see our facial expressions we're very animated thanks darling we're very animated today um i like to think mcgonagall I like to think McGonagall was the only one. Oh, she was only talking. She was the only one talking sense by like trying to get him out of that hall. Like I'm pretty sure she told Dumbledore like you need to get him like yeah. take him to the back room or whatever. Like to about Harry. Like yeah. everyone's looking at this child. Yeah. Sorry, I it's, just jumped in. Um. The sad line, um, of like foreshadowing. Um, I didn't put my name in. You guys know that. You and know then, I didn't. Yeah. You know, oh, sorry. You know what? You know, it says you guys oh, know that, I think. Or maybe it doesn't. I don't know that. I just have a quote. Yes, yeah, you know about it. No. Um, but, um, like, poor Harry. Like, because we all know. He didn't. Like, that Ron. Yeah. Is going to, like, end up, you know. So it's, like, it's sad when he says. That line is just, I feel like, meant to kick you in the head if you've already read I it. Know. Like, ugh. well, and it's especially because, like, her, my niece specifically was like, I saw your face. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on Ron later, but actually, I understand it. I was so. very sympathetic. Like, maybe too, I'm too sympathetic towards Ron, I think. Like, Ron isn't my rat either time. Yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely. And, like, he, like, could be, but he's not, definitely not in the next chapter. Yeah, no. We have a lot of, uh, A lot of opportunities. Options there, but for this chapter, he could have been my rat, and he's not. Um, I didn't actually even think about making him my rat. <laughs> I... I thought about it along the lines of I knew that I wasn't going to make him my rat. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like purposely, like he's not. Yeah, he's not my yeah. rat because I do understand everything that's happening I here. totally do, yeah. I was worried that we were going to be at odds and I was going to be like really defensive of Ron and I was like, I don't want to be super defensive of Ron, but I'm like, I get it. I don't hate <laughs> Ron. Like, I like I know, Ron. He's usually, just like my least of the three. Usually, like, if it's something like this, we do kind of go at No, we do, but, but I think we're, I think we're yeah, in the... Yeah, we're good, we're good. We're good. We're fine. I'm glad we, like, pre-did that for, yeah. like, the end of this chapter. <laughs> well, that's, I feel like, the most, like, that's the most heartbreaking. This just, yeah. it just makes me sad. The way Jim Dale reads this scene with Dumbledore... Really He's good. just so disappointed. Like, Dumbledore's voice, which is why I think people get so frustrated about the movie's depiction of this scene, because, like... It's like honestly, it's, it's very when, clear. It's like you're, when your mom like doesn't yell when she mm -hmm. like kills you with quiet. That that is what this is like. Not not when not at, not, he's not at Harry though. I don't even think at the beginning. I think he's like frustrated, so he does have like disappointed father in. And yeah. then as soon as he asks Harry, and Harry says, "I didn't do it," then it's like, uh, "Oh fuck, this is a messed up situation. Somebody has thwarted me." Which and is so now, even more upsetting. Yeah, more upsetting, you know. But I think Jim Dale does just a really great job of reading these characters in this room, and like, oh, so good. 
Hey, if we haven't plugged this enough, please listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks voiced by Jim Dale. Like, yeah, I think we, like, we include him at least in every chapter just by saying the chapter name, but. I mean, could not, could not plug him enough. Well, um, that was. I know, I, I heard it and I just, I decided to move go swiftly along. It. Um, Harry isolated once again. <laughs> um, does that help? Um, well, I was kind of just like this motif of, use the word motif, no big deal. (laughs) Um, we had salmon for dinner. We're feeling very fancy. (laughs) Um, of Harry, like being alone and like that image through the books, like literally till the, till the very end when Mm -hmm. Harry's like going into the forest, like alone, like the idea of him walking down the halls, like, I don't know. There's a lot of times where Harry is like very isolated and sometimes he tries to make himself isolated like he's like no don't come with me like yeah. whatever like I want to be alone but um there's just definitely like this image of Harry being on this journey alone like that we've talked about like the yeah. uh, the hero's journey Odysseus, Odysseus or whatever Odyssey whatever yeah. I'm trying to say are you still in the room though um I this was just him literally walking oh walking there to the alone. room okay. alone and yeah. like that feeling yeah I Ugh, this, I hate this. I hate these next couple chapters in which Harry's alienated again. I think it sucks. Like, Hogwarts is his home, and... But not the people. Not the people, but, like, Ron is his home. Yeah. So, like, a little bit the people. Yeah, well, yeah, Ron. I just meant, like, the rest of the school... Not really, but, like, I think when... When, but I think people, Harry does align himself with people because he's at his worst. Like, when Dumbledore alienates himself from Harry, Harry really doesn't do well with it. Yeah, Because he has, like, abandonment issues, obviously. And he's, like, been going through, I mean, the fifth one's so hard on Harry. Like, he's going yeah. through so much. Yeah, and I think, I think this, and this, and he's not, he's clearly, like, we'll talk about this more next chapter, but he's clearly not doing well when Ron, like, isn't. Right. Talking to him and when everyone sort of hates him here. Because I think as much as he hates the fame, I think he can't handle being treated the way he's treated at the Dursleys. Like, I think that is also, like, just a very triggering situation for him. Yeah. Like, he would rather be neutral. Like, he'd rather operate like Dean Thomas. Under the radar. Exactly. Yeah. But he never, he's he's always one or the other. Yeah, so it's just a bad situation for him. But I think he would prefer the fame to the... Well, and he's kind of used to that now. Yeah. I mean, although in the second book, obviously he gets mm-hmm. everyone against him. But, like, Harry doesn't really, like, care about the other people in the school that much. Like, he's not, like... When it, when they're not mad at him, he's not like, oh, I'm so like glad we're friends. Like mm-hmm. kind of like he's he is. We've talked about it, he's pretty egocentric a lot of times. Right, but I do think this time hurts more because he doesn't know that he has Ron. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. He even says that. Yeah. He says like like uh, throughout this chapter that we're talking about. I'm gonna try to stay in this chapter as much yeah. as possible. But like as a part of this chapter, he keeps saying like. In this room that we're in, we're in the room where um, all the champions are, and then the professor is about to come in just to give you guys an update on where we are in the notes. But in this room, he keeps on being like, "Well, at least Ron and Hermione believe me. Yeah, like are at they least gonna be the only ones, ones that, that believe me? me." I just keep my heart just keeps breaking. But um, just for some comedic relief, 
I love Fleur. <laughs> I think she's so obnoxious, but I love her so much. I was like, Fleur's made to be so unlikable. <laughs> this little boy can't compete. <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible French accent. He is too young. He is too young. Madame Maxine. <laughs> um, but classic Ludo, like, breaking the tension. <laughs> I know we said that he's a Slytherin, and I agree, but he's just so... <laughs> he's so, like, aesthetically yeah. Gryffindor to me. Like, he's so, like, he definitely hey, this will make the best show. Like, this is going to be He's great. definitely, like, outward Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, he could be, like, performing Gryffindor. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I do see him doing that because his aesthetic kind of is a performance when you think about who he really is as a person. Right. So I definitely agree with the Slytherin sorting. He just, like, is so outwardly Gryffindor that I just... It's so shocking to me every time. Why was Snape even invited back there? It's not his kid in the, um... Like, McGonagall and Sprout should be there, not Snape. Snape should be in the hall, maintaining order or whatever. Like, he should not be allowed back there. I thought about this because it annoyed me, too. And I think Dumbledore asked him to be there because of his whole protecting Harry thing. Nobody invited you, was my note. (laughs) But I think... Oh, God. He's just so annoying. Like when he comes in and he's like, "Don't blame Dumbledore it's for Harry Potter. needing to Potter needing to be in t- uh, like in attention all the time." I was like, "Oh my god, calm down." I said, "My note actually says thank you, Snape, for that useless statement." Moving on. Also, like Snape, you fucking dickhole. Like you can do legitimate legitimens or whatever. Like you know that Harry can't lie. Like. <laughs> More than anyone. Um, Harry's the worst liar. And I will say in Karkaroff's defense, this is unfair. If I were from another school and this happened, I'd be like, yeah, they do not get to have two champions like compete. For the cup, like that doesn't. That's rude. Like yeah, and it does. And seem it's like sketchy. Hogwarts. It's Hogwarts. Like it seems sketchy. Like and Dumbledore did the line. I never mean to be Team Karkaroff, but like I understand his anger because I'm also extremely competitive. I would also like have beef with Hogwarts because it's like rival, rival, and they're supposed to be like the best wizarding school. Like I know clearly Karkaroff doesn't think so, but well, I like, think in Europe the... they have the yeah that reputation so i would be pissed and i do think that karkaroff is uh, paying attention to like the the right part of it like there shouldn't be two whereas madame maxine is more worried about the age line part it's like well that doesn't really matter as much as more about the issue that there are now two than that he's underage like that doesn't really matter like karkaroff also is like we could just, we should just be able to put, like, he was like, fine, whatever. Like, I get that he has to compete. We should have other people compete. Yeah, like, like let's keep putting names in. Like, a, a pretty great, good plan. A good plan, Karkaroff. Except for the fact that it sucks. I don't understand this binding. Can we talk about oh, this? My, I have the same, similar. Like, there. what is this? Very vague. What is this ancient magic? What is this binding? I don't know. Oh, I just had a really quick note. Um. 
y'all shouldn't be fighting in front of the children. Just about the adults. And I put it the Beat for, for Fleur. Like, no, well, no, I meant, like, all the adults should not be arguing about this in front of the four champions. Yes. Agreed. Because, like, Fleur keeps inserting herself, and it's like, you're a child, too. <laughs> Shut up. Fleur is so, so much. What like, they house- should be deciding what they're going to do. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, they're involved because they're the champions, but... They keep talking about, like, him and, like, yeah. you know. It's- I would also be, yeah, th- yes, I do think, like, this is, like, one of those, like, teacher moments where it's, like, this we can't discuss in front of other students. Yeah. And I think Fleur is so much, like, Fleur thinks she's an adult. Like, she's, like, um. I mean, technically, she is. Like, the yeah. three of them are. But they like, are, barely. But- They're in school. Um. This little boy. Uh, you won't be saying that when she when he saves your sister, Fleur. Um, I wonder if Moody Crouch is pulling the strings a bit with... Wait, did I skip over? What, wait, what were you starting to say? Oh, about the ancient magic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we did skip <clears throat> over the most important part of this chapter, but we kind of said it earlier. The calmly. Calmly. Yeah. I had a, I just went over it. It just says Snape sucks. He said calmly. Like, on the same line. Just like, yeah. He said, <laughs> it's like, he asked calmly, okay? Like, he goes in. He's like, Harry, did you put your name? Can we put a clip in? L- yeah. Let's just have Jim Dale. Clear this up for us, please. Professor Dumbledore was now looking down at Harry who looked right back at him, trying to discern the expression of the eyes behind the half-moon spectacles. Did you put your name into the goblet of fire, Harry? He asked calmly. Thank you. Well, I don't think Richard Harris read the books. I'm having a very physical reaction. I'm aghast. I don't... I want to say he didn't. There are a lot of the actors that didn't read the book. Yeah, a lot of actors do that thing where it's like... Because I know, like, Cersei Lannister does it where she just reads the script. Well, that's a lot to read. Like, if I was casting Game of Thrones, I don't think I would go back and read all of the books. <laughs> I would, like, with the, like, the book that I'm in... But, like, for her, she's in all of them. No, but I'm saying, like, she has, like, a full year. Like, I would maybe read the first season. book. But that's a lot. Like, those books are a lot. She and they're very the, dense. They're dense and they're, like, but she has, like, an audiobook. Like, I feel like that's kind of her job. Like, you, like, as an actor, you're supposed to read, like, every day. Especially since, like, they change stuff in the script. That one I have more forgiveness yeah. on. But, like... Harry Potter, those are pretty easy reads. I feel like the he said calmly is proof that clearly if you're going to do something based on... Um, also, it's only your second year, bud. Like, you only just won us over and then quickly escaped that. Like, yeah, I and I do say I think she, like, plays... Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, talk shit about her. I really love her portrayal of Cersei. And I think she has a very firm understanding of that character. Yeah. So I think she gets away with it because, like... One, season one of Game of Thrones was close to the first book of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. So, like, she sort of, like, has lived that character for a long time. And she's got it. She's got a firm grasp on what's going on. However, because he didn't start out with 
the books, he doesn't have a firm handle on Dumbledore. Oh, he didn't start out as like the in the first in movie. the first movie. He doesn't have a good handle. Yeah, on Dumbledore he should be yet. doing his so homework. He should do his research. And he ha- and I get that he wanted to separate himself from the other actor, but it's like you can't do that. Like it's like when you're a replacement on Broadway. Like your job isn't to it's put your to own take on a character. It's to do what the original did so that it looks seamless to audience members that didn't perchance see the first one. Like, I don't know. I just, he does fine in the sixth one for me. Yeah, I do think he does really well in that. Like, he he wins me over in the end. Like, I'm not, like, he's not, like, to Jenny Weasley level for me, but. Oh, Bonnie. Poor Bonnie. I do feel bad, but she is also bad in it. And I, I half blame her, half blame direction and writing. Oh, wait. I kept saying Richard Harris. I meant to say Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon. I knew what you meant. Sorry. You should have corrected me. Because <laughs> I would never speak ill of Richard Harris. The far superior Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he also gets, like, hero worshipped because he, like, didn't live till the end. Just like JFK. <laughs> Just like JFK. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, JFK is my favorite president. It's like, well, he only did three years and like, he, he made wasn't a lot of, great. He made a lot of promises that were great, but I don't know yeah. if he would have actually been he able to like fulfill our country them. with the Cuban missile, missile crisis. Like, I don't know if he was like our best. <laughs> but he died. Yeah. So people like love him. I know. that's what And I, he was like very attractive. He was. He was pretty and young. Um, when I lived in Texas, we used to go to the yep. Kennedy Museum. Uh, Sir Michael Gambon, who played Albus Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films, has admitted he has never read any of J.K. Rowling's novels. The actor said he prefers not to read books before appearing in the screen adaptions as it stops him from feeling disappointed about what gets left out. Which is, like, a good reason, but, like... Get over it. <laughs> Like, what? I think, like, that's a bullshit reason. I think that's, like, a pander to the fans reason, and really, you just didn't want to read Harry Potter. The next couple questions are, is Michael Gambon alive, and when did Michael Gambon die? (laughs) (laughs) He's still alive and kicking, and rules under the star sign Libra. What? That doesn't... I don't know how that is connected. (laughs) He's still alive and kicking. Maybe people are thinking because Richard Harris. Richard, Richard Harris. That's really funny. <laughs> yep, I thought I remember reading that and being like, mm, it shows. <laughs> uh, let me sip my wine. Cersei Lannister stare. Um, okay, so back to these rules. This magical binding. Yeah, quote, quote, like, unquote. Like, what? What would happen if you just were like, I'm not playing? That's what I said. Like, do you die? You die, yeah. Do you die? Like, I feel like that's the only, like, do you die? Also, like, Harry did not put his own name in, so he's not bound to it. So if he was just like, nah, I'm not playing, I don't think he would die. Maybe Mad-Eye Crouch would die. Like, what if you get Mono? And you're supposed to be in the trimester tournament and you like are stuck on your bed. Like, what do you do? Like, also, like, what if you just like go out there and be like, 
pass. Like, well, like I think like I'm playing. We, we but... know what the first task is. I don't know if that's the best way to handle the situation. But like, what if you just like don't succeed in getting your egg, and you just like walk around, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Like tap out. Like I just didn't get my egg. Honestly, what he should have done, <laughs> like. I just, I don't understand. They're very vague about the rules, and Ludo's like, um, Barty's read the rule book back to front. Well, nobody else has read the rule book. The champions don't get a rule book. It seems like, to me, like, a trope that she, like, that she, it's like- Relies on. Not a trope, um, like, a. it's like a- A motif, if you will. (laughs) No, I'm saying like a, oh my god, what is it? Like um, a fail, like she's using it as an excuse, basically. A, um, like, a, not a function, but what a, is it? um... Griffin? Griffy Siri, what is it? What's that? Like, like, something that you rely on, like, like a... Like, to, like, get away with like, something? No, but in, like, a story, like, a part of a story that you, like, I had it, like, I know, it's just, on the tip of my tongue. Like, ugh, she... Like, she uses device. I'm thinking of device. A literary yeah. device. Kind, it's kind of like a device, but it's, like, a bad one. It's like a a crutch. Not a crutch. Oh, damn it. I've got to look it up. That's all I can think of. I, I'll think of it as soon as we're done recording. But anyway, it, um, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's like very... Um, she leans on it. Like, I think she's using it as an excuse. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, I just... Um, it's dark magic. Or it's, it's old magic. It's old magic. Like, you can't not play. And it seems to me, like, when a fan fiction person is, like, writing a fic and they, like, want to get two characters together, so they come up with this, like, ridiculous reason. They're like, oh, it's like, it's like a marriage law. And if you don't do the marriage law, then you'll die. It's like, what? <laughs> well, it's kind of like the, un- the I'm thinking unfer- or not unfer- unbreakable vow. Unbreakable vow. It it's is- like, you die if you don't do it. It's but like, see, that what? makes sense because it's like, oh, active, like unbreakable vow. I get why everybody's not doing those every day, but I think you get like one of those, you know? Right. But it, it's still kind of a weird concept. It's like, well, where are like the details in that? Like, how do you know if you're really like for Snape, like genuinely trying to help Malfoy like where's the line there will I just drop dead like is it a slow painful death I have a lot of questions on that (laughs) I have it too and I think I was like wondering is it like Felix Felicis Felicis whatever however you say that um liquid luck yes is it like liquid luck where it's like you're kind of like compelled to do the like I don't think so the lucky thing or like are you like are you gonna be hurt like are you gonna feel like this pull this like draw to the arena I don't know I don't think so for this because I think it has to be like you're agreeing to do it so you're like fully willing no right I think but like, but, like once you have to make the choice to like help or whatever or whatever the vow is like what what is this ancient magic and then if it's such strict rules then why doesn't the rules stop people from cheating i feel like there should be like a sneak across your arm situation like your head like why aren't the magical well that's what i was thinking like the triwizard tournament would be smart enough to know that cheating yeah and like not allow but like it was hoodwinked so i'm saying i'm not talking even about 
Harry's name because I think it is clever to enter Harry as his own school. Like I think that yeah, but there would have been a school list on the piece of paper. I feel like like I think that is clever. Like maybe it was like Ilvermorny Harry Potter, but I think um, but I think what I'm talking about is like. Barty Crouch helps Harry ev in every task, and like, and Karkaroff helps Crumb, and um, what's her name? Madame Maxine helps um, Fleur. So I think there's cheating going on, even though it's in the, the magical rules that yeah. you're not supposed to cheat. Like, why isn't it stopping that? I just, I, I think it's sketchy. It's I very think it's sketchy. Not thought out and I think it's very vague it's like mm, well they're magic and everybody sort of accepts that like even in the movie McGonagall's like bully the rules like I liked her line about yeah. that in the movie because I'm like yeah I'm with her and in the movie it kind of makes more sense because she, McGonagall kind of like calls Dumbledore out as like you just want him to compete and you at, are to, sounding unreasonable yeah <laughs> And, but she doesn't do that here. So good on the movie writers, uh, script adapters. I think that it makes more sense if they're using Harry as bait that he has to compete than this like yeah. arbitrary. <laughs> He's got to rules. compete. Well, it makes sense because if it wasn't like this binding thing, then it'd be like, well, then you just won't be in it. Like we've already like I get like I get why she has to do it, and I'm almost fine with it. Like. It, Every other reread, every other read I've done of this, I'm, I don't think about it that much. Oh, I'm, I think about it every time. I think it's so dumb because I think it's so dangerous, and I think it's stupid because clearly someone's out to get Harry, and it's also not fair. So I like I think the simplest solution is just haha. I guess Harry hoodwinked us. Well, I buy don't let it him compete because they've she's introduced old magic binding stuff before like with Harry's blood which also comes back in this one like with mm -hmm. his mom like so I'm like I buy that there is deep magic at play and I can like buy into it so I think I'm like that's okay fair. with that that's fair it just yeah I, I do wish... wonder like what would happen if you don't play I or guess that is it almost like that you get pulled into it no matter what like will a dragon just come and like breathe fire at you if you're sitting in the stands yeah that's like, kind of what I was saying like about made... Felix Felicity's yeah. like you have to do it but I I guess my issue with it isn't that I'm like I was fine to buy that it's something he has to do but I hate that it's so vague because it makes yeah. it seem less valid and I feel like she could have come up with something like she's yeah she's great. brilliant yeah and like I totally buy unbreakable vows all they had to say was if if you don't like do it then you die I was like yeah. yep got it I buy it like <laughs> Um, Moody exposing his own plan is ingenious, mm -hmm. risky, and baller. That's what my note says. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I agree. And this is how I learned to lie. <laughs> Was through this. Through. I think this is the opposite of the, like, things that we were supposed to learn from Harry Potter. You're like, I learned to lie from Moody. Like, when I lie, which I consider myself a pretty decent liar. <laughs> Don't say this to me. 
Um, like, so if I am trying, like, if I'm just, like, messing with, like, Griffin or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, what do you think I got you for, like, your birthday? And I will straight up mention, like, not exactly what I got, but I'm like, oh, like, wouldn't it be, like, so crazy? Like, I'll just, yeah. like, say whatever it is, and it's, like, such a good, like, because it's like, of course you wouldn't say it. Right. So, like, it's, I, I totally, like, do this thing now, and I'm sure it's because of this. It's like. You're the worst kind of person. My parents did this to me on Christmas mm-hmm. when I was younger. I loved it then. Like, though. we're definitely getting you a dog. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that yeah, that's exactly... Have I told you this story? No, before? I'm just saying, like... That's exactly what happened. So, like, when I got my first dog, Belle, she has recently... Not recently passed, but she has since passed. But um, my, like, childhood, childhood dog, she... Uh, I got her one Christmas when I still believed in Santa, and my parents were like, what? We all still believe. Do we have young listeners? No. Hopefully not. I feel like if we... We all need something to believe in. All right. Uh, So, so sorry. Let me take that back. So... So Santa got you a dog. So I was um, coming home and, like, I had been begging for a dog. Like, begging, begging, begging. Every day my parents were like, we're not getting you a dog, Alex. It's not happening. Get it out of your head. And I was so upset and then I started opening my gifts and I got like a dog bowl, but they had from Santa and they had completely convinced me that I wasn't getting a dog. So I got this dog bowl and I was like, thank you. Like I thought they you got me the bowl like to be like, we can't get you a dog, but you can eat like a dog. Like I had planned to eat cereal in the bowl like with a spoon, but I thought they got thing. Thing. Like, I was so upset. <laughs> but it was like this really nice dog bowl. It was like mosaic, like ceramic and nice. And so I thought, oh okay, they just like My parents did almost the exact same thing, except for they had an extra stocking. And um normally how we grew up is we did stockings first and then we opened gifts, but this mm-hmm. year they were like, Oh no, let's open gifts first and then we'll do stockings or like okay we just want to like open gifts (laughs) and so they were like and we were like why is there an extra stocking and they were like well what's in it and (laughs) it was dog mints (laughs) like doggy mints yes yes and we're like what and then like while we're like investigating the stocking my dad had gone out to get the dog and it was like a big it was like a very big thing but it was like it was the similar thing it's like yeah. why are you giving us dog, dog mints is this some kind of like weird joke like dad joke like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no, but yeah and i cried like they have pictures like they brought me bell and just like sat her in my lap after I was done opening all my other presents and they were like I guess Santa didn't listen to us and I just wasn't cried. she kind of a demon dog yeah she hated me it turned out it was very <laughs> disappointing like you have no idea guys I like love dogs and usually dogs love me I have no, animals I have yet to meet a dog that hasn't loved me except, except for, for own, my own like your first, first dog. ever dog like, my second dog, Jazz, he does really love me, but my first dog was, like, she did not want anything to do with me or my dad, and we're the two biggest, like, dog people in the house. So, it was a bad time, but that night I did cuddle Belle the whole night, and my brother got Spider-Man, 
and he watched we watched Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. It was like the year it came out. We watched it on VHS. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. <laughs> um anyway, I don't know how we got. I don't hate the Tobey oh. Maguire version. I just like Oh, I do. I know. I just like uh got that like sorry you had to go through that. I really enjoyed it. Maybe it's maybe I love it so much because I associate it with getting my first dog. That was just I had so much joy. <laughs> um um oh yeah, so just lying. Uh um, <laughs> lying. Whatever. Real or fake moody? I think real and fake moody. Oh yeah. No, well definitely more fake moody. I think real moody though would also be extremely suspicious like this though. Oh, definitely suspicious and like trying to come up with a plan, but like putting that out there was all fake moody. Right, exactly. Like for his plan, but I think also real moody would have put it out there too. And, and the way he's art. Wait, I want to give us like a thing, but I do think he might be pulling the imperious curse a bit, where he's like, because um, they're like, "What do you think, Barty?" And he's like. We must follow the rules. And, like, I think Barty would say that anyway, but he's probably being like, um, you better, like, make sure this yeah. is in place. <laughs> oh, Barty is... I have some notes about him later. But, yeah. I was like, it's so... This was such a great move because, like, Moody is so paranoid and this is so Moody. Like, everyone's like, forgive me if we don't trust you, Moody, yeah. because of your history. And I'm like, oh. Oh, he's so genius. I think it's just so interesting how easily it all, like, fits together for, like, the Moody Crouch storyline. Yeah. Like, in a really good way. Like, it all just, like, fits when you go back and look at it. I mean, we've talked about some of, like, the small nuances. It's, like, that Mm -hmm. was too good. Yeah. But for the most part, like, this was so interesting. This was good. Yeah. This was good. I really enjoyed it. Um, Also, you ought to remember Slay Barty Crouch. So, like, they're having, so Karkaroff is having this, like, argument, you guys know what's going on, with, uh, with Moody, because Moody's, like, this seems very suspicious, and it must have been, like, a very skilled confundance yeah. charm, and then Karkaroff is, like, well, you seem to given it a fair bit of thought, but given your history, I don't think we can trust you, and Moody's, like, well, my history suggests I understand dark wizards, you ought to remember, yeah. and then Karkaroff, like, backs off, tail between his legs, like, his cheeks are flushed. It I is, love it. It is great. Um, in general, I think Dumbledore is way too chill about what's happening at this point. He's just like, wow, we're just going to proceed as normal. Well, that's a thing that I think like the movie kind of got right in interpreting this section because I think Dumbledore's mind is his mind is like whirling right now. And I do think he's like, okay, I'm going to pretend like I'm not concerned about this and move on because he doesn't trust anyone in that room right now. Yeah. Um, except for McGonagall. Obviously. Magoo. Minnie. And you definitely see him panicking later in the book. Like, mm-hmm. and he's using his pensieve and stuff like that. But he just seems to like roll past it. And I think maybe he's just trying to calm Maxine and Karkaroff down mm-hmm. and then he can think. But... He so, does come off very cool. Do you think, on your theory, how does uh, this work out? I know. I didn't want to think about it too much because I guess it makes sense because he knows that Voldemort has to come back and he has to play along with Moody's plan. Moody Crouch's right. plan. Right. So that I guess that would be my argument that he knows that. But I think that he's... I'm guessing he's tried to save Cedric before 
and he knows that he has to sacrifice Cedric. If if we're going with my theory. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's dark. But it also, like, checks out for Dumbledore. I mean, Dumbledore... We, He's oh, We've all seen what happens when you try to save Cedric. Things do not turn well, out well. Well, I didn't even well. mean, like, a cursed child. I know, rest, but I, but... like... I think like, it works too perfectly. Like, Cedric was... Like our dear Richard Harris, like we remember him in his prime as oh, Dumbledore, Cedric as Cedric. Is, so sad. I love Cedric so much. It's sad. I'm. They made him like too good. Like it's like heartbreaking. Oh God! Wait till we get to next chapter. He does the most Cedric thing, <laughs> the most Hufflepuff thing. It's a it's a really innocuous. Okay. Thing. It's like small and dumb, but I'm like wow. <laughs> Because sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, Cedric is a Hufflepuff. I know this, and then like he oh. does things, and I'm like, you're so like, Hufflepuff, so pure. Polishes wand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Dumbledore's just like desperate for friends. He's like a nightcap. Anyone? Barty? <laughs> I think he. Okay, this is my theory about it. So like, I think he's suspicious of Barty, and what's going on. Oh, I think he's concerned about Barty. Yeah. I don't think he's suspicious. I think, he, but I think that, that, at this I think, point, I think suspicious is like the same thing as like concerned. And in this situation where he's like, something is off. Something's like, you're not, off. Yeah. You're not. But at, I don't think he's like suspicious. Like he thinks Barty's up to something. No, I don't think he thinks Barty's up to something. But I do think the anybody want a nightcap is let me get all of these people in this room because the longer that I have them in a room with me the more information I can gather about this instance before they have time to, like, create more stories. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do think he wants to... This is, like, Dumbledore being, like, well... Yeah. I don't know. It just seems very, like... And I know it is very Dumbledore to be, like, everybody, let's have a nightcap. But I think he's smarter than that. Like, I like to read into every little action that Dumbledore makes because I think they're all purposeful. Yeah. And the way he, like, insists upon it is very, like, are you sure, Barty? Like, come on. Yeah. Barty calling Percy Weatherby. I know. Um, poor Harry. <laughs> when, when I'm at his conversation with Cedric. Oh, yeah. Like, I appreciate Cedric being, like, a really good sport. Like, I do think he's, like, yeah, he could have been, like, He's mad, taking it better, yeah. But I wish he'd believed Harry. Like. I, but like, I think that's kind of helpful it's fair. too. Like, you know, like, and it also, like, doesn't look good for Harry. It's, like, like totally fair to be, like, so, like, how did you? Like, he's, like, yeah, really nice about it. I agree. But, yeah, I do wish he's he very similar to, like, how Fred and George are about it, which is, like, dude, like, how'd you do like, it? Like, all the Gryffindors, basically. Yeah, which yeah. is sad. This is, like, such a... This is such a... She, she creates this scene so well because you, I, like, personally, and I'm sure you do, too, I'm sure everybody knows, like, that feeling when, like... People don't believe you. When people don't believe you or when you're in such a, like low or like bad place like you're going through something and everyone else around you is like hey like great like they're having a party and you're just like I just I'm like sad I'm sad and this is like really too contrasting of a mood for me I just need to like 
be alone and all he wants to do is be with Ron and Hermione and it's so sad. It's yeah, and I just think about like when you get to a point where like nothing you say is going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like you're like I'm really not that drunk and everyone's like, "Yeah, sure you aren't." And it's like, "No, really I'm not." And it's like there's nothing you can right. say at that point that will make people believe right. you. And and there's like lots of examples of that, but that was like one no, of the first I, things I thought it's of. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's like whatever I say, it's going to sound like I'm too defensive or like yeah, whatever. Like, I just, I know that feeling of, like, wanting to try and explain, like, no, I'm really not, like, angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure you aren't. Like, I know you're angry. Uh. <laughs> it's like, stop telling me how I'm feeling. <laughs> now I'm angry because you yeah. keep telling me I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. I think that JK has to kind of convince the audience at this point that Harry isn't lying. Like, because she goes through this whole thing in his head. Yeah. Um, about is anyone except for Ron and Hermione going to believe me? Sad, first of all. But like, do you, did you believe Harry first off? Yeah. Me too. Like without a shadow of a doubt, I believe. But I do feel like she kind of had to just like make sure because she kind of set up Harry as like a red herring a little bit. Like, oh, maybe he really did. But like, you're in his head the whole time. So that's how I knew, but... I think she was just trying to, like, be like, no, really, it wasn't him. I, I also think she's really, really, like, foreshadowing this, like, ne- these next couples of chapters of shit. Yeah. For Harry. Like, she's like, it's important she knows that Harry knows he didn't do it, and that is, like, a point that he is, like, really upset about, so that when everything else happens, it becomes more like, upsetting yeah, it's worse i think and i'll talk about this more when we get to the next chapter but i think she creates tension really well and it starts here oh yeah i mean and obviously obviously it starts here but i'm saying like i think that's why i'm bringing it up here i guess is that right. i think this is all like because i and would then just the shift after the first task is really interesting I yeah think. yeah definitely um, why would you not tell anyone about this dream that you had, Harry? Like, specifically. Because he doesn't tell Sirius specifically, and he sure as hell doesn't tell Dumbledore, and it's like, what are you thinking? Sometimes, Harry is dumb. <laughs> that is my profound wisdom on that is that he thinks he's too tough sometimes and he doesn't want to seem weak and so he does he leaves out information that is very pertinent although has he had experience with dreams yet being like good like good indicators for stuff other than like the flashes of light in a motorcycle as a child because if, if that's the case, then I could kind of buy, like, oh, he just thinks it's a dream because he's never had to pay attention to his dreams before. But he's never, like, really beside, like, I think if I were dreaming about people that I had never met like that before, except for, like, because, like, he's never really met Barty Crouch Jr., that's not in the book. Oh, sorry, never mind. Well, the Frank Bryce. The Frank Bra- no, but he's never met Frank. And, like, Voldemort is not in, like, a position that he's seen Voldemort in before. And, like, Wormtail is there. And Wormtail's there. I, I mean, think that you could almost make up in your head, though. Like, if you're, like, dreaming about, I think I like, would tell... I know I would tell somebody. Well, yeah. But I could, I could kind of... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here because I don't think 
he's had experience with his dreams before like this, where they are like indicators of something that's happening. Right. That's fair. But he also knows they're not normal dreams. That's why he keeps bringing them up. So he knows there's something odd about that. Yeah, he can tell. He He feels it. He can tell. So he needs to tell somebody. And he's like- He needs to talk to Dumbledore. He's also choosing not to talk to anybody about it, which is why I think I like can't give him that benefit of the doubt because he knows. He knows that he should be. I'm also kind of mad that Dumbledore didn't, like, do a nice follow-up with Harry after all this and be like, are you okay, buddy? Just saying, Dumbledore. And honestly, also with Cedric, because Cedric's really getting the shaft here. Yeah, that sucks. Like, it sucks for Cedric. I agree. I think it's You know, I know, I'm just saying, like... Dumbledore should be, like, checking in with his students. But I also... You're right. Like, Cedric is being such a good about this. Like... Except for the fact that he doesn't believe him, which I do still think is, like, that's well, that fair. he doesn't. Would you, be- would you believe him in this situation? No. Yeah. So, because, yeah. like, nobody but... See, it makes sense for Cedric not to believe him, but it doesn't make sense for Ron not uh, to believe yeah. him. Because everybody that like, doesn't really know Harry that well, probably thinks Harry does like the fame. Yeah. And is like, okay, like, rule-breaking Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, especially if you're, like, even not in his house. Like, I understand said here, but it, I it, do too. it does suck Yeah, for Harry. Angelina, so gracious. Speaking of people taking it. I well, know. Harry, if it wasn't you, if it wasn't me, I'm glad it was you. Um, I think it's sweet that they're celebrating him. He, like, needs this, just, like, not right now. Like, he needs this, like, tomorrow. (laughs) He needs this continued support, though. Yeah. Like, like, Gryffindor would never go against their own, like, in terms of, like, if they had a champion. Right. They do, some of them do go against him with the second book. Right, but I'm saying, like, for in this situation yeah. where it's, like, a competition, like... They're like, oh, we got one in there. Yeah, like... <laughs> and they're impressed with him, right. too. They think it's, like, cool that he got past it. Oh, God. I think Gryffindor's so funny. And Fred and George are, like... They're, like, half mad, half impressed. I love it. Why isn't Hermione there? I think because Hermione's worried about Harry. And she doesn't think it's a reason to celebrate. No, but she should be, like, waiting for Harry. Maybe she went to research. I think, I don't know, but I think she was, like, terrified. Like, especially in the, like, she needed, like, I think time to, like, think it through. That's what I reasoned. Like, I I don't think it was her best friendship move to leave him like that. I also think it's a device for the next chapter. No, a device for, like... Him to only have an interaction with Ron. Right, here, right. So that we can have Harry as upset as possible. Right. I think, I said that maybe she and Ron got into it, and so she, like, turned off and went to bed. See, I don't think she confronted Ron about it. Because I think she knows, so, like, I don't, I think she was, like, this is something, I think she got to her place that she is next chapter, where she's, like, I'm not, I'm not getting into it. I think she decided that early on. But she must know how Ron is feeling because, and I think that might be why she That's went what I'm to bed. But I don't think it's because they got into it. Like, I don't ever think Ron would be like, I'm jealous of Harry. No, but like, if Ron's like, 
shitting on Harry and she's like upset that he's shitting on Harry not necessarily being like you're being jealous like mm-hmm. I, maybe they didn't even like actually fight fight but yes. she's like she and Ron definitely had a conversation and she knows what's up and maybe was like upset about it or maybe they did have a little bit of a tiff about it yeah I definitely think something happened I think it probably either it like either played out in one or two ways where he was like can you believe he didn't tell us and he just like in, I think and in being the, very wrong about and it. And being very upset. Like, in the movie, it, like, breaks my heart a little bit to see Rupert Grint's face. Like, when Harry, like, name gets called. Like, he, like, doesn't look mad until, like, later. Like, his first face is just, like, hurt. Yeah. And, yeah. So I think, like, Hermione can just see it. You know, yeah, and she she gets it. She just gets she it. She gets both sides of it really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and I think she does a good job at it. That's why I don't think she really confronts him because I think she's sort of like where we are, where we're like, I'm not gonna like get mad at Ron for this. Yeah, because I understand this, but is I don't a, agree with him. Right. Yeah. Like he's clearly not in the right here. Yeah, that's my last note. It's just like I think Ron's mean a butt, but I 100% understand him and would probably react and be very similar to how he's reacting. Like, if I was in the situation and I had this extra time to stew, especially, because there's, like, probably a good hour where Harry's down in the common room and Ron is sitting in his room just, like, going over it in his head and, like, seething. And I, that's what I do. Like, if I don't deal with something right away, I just, like, let it sit and I'm, like... I play out every scenario and the other person gets worse and worse each time I, like, think about it. I don't think, though, in Ron's position, and I don't necessarily think Ron actually does either, but I don't think that I would ever at any point think Harry actually put his name in. And I don't know if Ron does, but, like, how Ron is acting is, like, how I would act. I, like, just know, like, I think I have a very similar temper in that way sometimes. Especially somebody I'm, like, that close with. I might have just, like, had to have it out. Like, not an, I don't think I would be this passive-aggressive about it, is what I'm saying. Like, he's, like, telling Harry that he's pissed, but then he's also, like, not talking to him. Like, for me... That's exactly how I would be See, like, I, like, that would, like, give me more anxiety in Ron's position. Like, I would not want to leave it unsettled like that and just not talk to you. I would want Harry to make it up to me. (laughs) Like, I get where Ron is coming from too well. Like, I understand where Ron's coming from, but I also don't think I understand in, like, a, I would react. I, like, I, yeah, I think I'm, I would be more of a Hermione in this situation. Like, I understand both sides, but I also sort of think Harry's being sort of petty, too. Especially if it was, like, my sibling. Yeah, that's fair. They do have that more, like, sibling yeah. relation. Like, if it was, like, my sibling, I'd be like, what the fuck? This and as, like, a middle child, and, like, Ron is kind of, like, a perpetual middle child. It's, like, this, you always get, like, this, like, you always get, like, our parents' attention, or, like, whatever it is, and, like, I'm so done, and, like, you don't even feel bad for me. Like, (laughs) I'm too much of a people pleaser. Like, I feel like I could maybe feel these things, but I feel like I would be, like, it'd be, like, I'd be hard-pressed to actually, like, I'm a people pleaser with everybody else, but with people, like, that are, like, right, like, like, my siblings or, like, really, like, Griffin, like, that's it. Like, I'm just, like, that's when I get, like, sulky and, like, whatever. But for most other people, I'm, like, very much a people pleaser, I think. Yeah. I just, like, even with, like, even, because I thought about it in terms of brother, and there have been times where, like, 
my brother and I do have, like, an interesting relationship with my fa- parents, because sometimes, like, he does get, like... Preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. But I, like, blame my parents. Like, I I don't, like, really take it out on my brother ever. Like, I, like, want a good relationship Or, with my like, brother. if I blame on my parents, I'm like, they should be apologizing to me for what they said. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I want them to make it up to me in that situation. Yeah. Griffin's, like, quietly nodding in the background. <laughs> I just think it's, <laughs> it's, it's funny, because it's, but I, I just, I love it. I think it's very realistic for Ron. I think... Yeah. Uh, I'm also not a middle child, so, like, yeah, I don't well, understand I, that plight. For me, I think that's, like, not something, like, most people see that, like, side of me. <laughs> like, I think because it's really only with, like, certain people that I, like, really act like, like I don't a think child. you've ever <laughs> acted like this with me. Like, I'll just have it out with you. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I feel like you and I with each other at least handle yeah. situations. Very, like, if we have an issue, we just sort of, like, Because I it. want things to be, like, good. Like, yeah. And, yeah, I think to a certain level, like, with your family, it's, like, I can get as mad at you as I want and, like, show you how mad I am because, like, you're my sibling. Yeah. And as close as we are, like, it's still not the same, obviously. That's, yeah. I I get it. But, um, yeah. I just was, like, I'm so with Ron here and I kind of hate it. Like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I like I said, like I'm not like really yeah. that mad at Ron here. I'm just frustrated because I feel bad for both of them. Yeah, because I'm a people pleaser. I just want everyone, I want everyone to get along. I mean, if I, I was, hate like, it when mom and dad fight. <laughs> like, if I was Hermione in the situation, I would act like Hermione. Like, if yeah. I was, if I had two friends like Harry and Ron, mm-hmm. I would be like, I need to. I would be more involved in Hermione. Like, Hermione kind of takes a step and, like, you guys need to deal with it, which I think is good. I'm kind of glad she doesn't get super involved, but I would be like, no, you guys, like, talk. Like, I would be yeah. going back and forth. Like, I think I definitely would have called Ron on his bullshit. Like, I don't think I would have been able to hold it in. But I would have tried to been understanding. Yes, I would have been understanding, but I would have been like, Ron, you but know, you know he it's not his do fault. this. Like, and, like, you can take whatever time you need. But I need you to know that I know you know that he didn't. But do this. I think I would also say to like Harry, yeah, be like, like, you need to acknowledge that like this is like hard for Ron. Which Harry never does, which is why Harry like frustrates me. I'm gonna, yeah, I have a note about that next chapter. But I also get that like it's different. It's not like Harry's famous because like in the same way, like. It's not even for like a good it's thing. It's like Scorpius sort of like calls in Cursed Child. Sorry to reference this, but like Scorpius calls out Albus. Because out he's like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry you have a famous dad, and like that's why you're so grumpy all the time. Yeah. Like my mom died, so I like and I, everyone hates my dad. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm totally on Scorpius Scorpius's side on that argument because Albus in that situation is kind of a being a brat. brat. Yeah, but like in and this I don't situation, think Harry's, a Harry's like famous because like his parents died, and someone's always trying to and kill he survived. him. Survived. Yeah. So like I think. He has a point where he's like, I don't have to fucking apologize for having a shitty life to you. And that you have this wonderful family that I want. That loves you. Right, (laughs) exactly. I think, you know, we've talked about this before where they each kind of have what the other one wants, but not in... Not, yeah, it comes with, like, obviously a huge sacrifice. Yeah, and so they, they disconnect on that level, and, oh, it's so, it's good writing. It's just hard to wrap your head around. Um... I gave, are you, did you have any more notes? Um, I, just basically Ron being passive aggressive and I love Harry's like comeback. <laughs> like even though they're fighting and I don't like that they're fighting. Um, uh, 
You're doing a really good, good impression of it. What does Ron say before that, though? I'm not stupid, you know. And then Harry's like, you're doing a really good impression of it. <laughs> like, you're not wrong. It was really funny. Ron gets back, though. He's like, you better get some sleep, because you might have to take photos in the morning, which is, like, legit what happened. Yeah, that was pretty rough. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um... I gave this chapter 90 points. I think it's a good I gave it 100. I really chapter. love this chapter. It's very it's good. juicy. It, it gets juicy. so exciting reading this. Like, so, like, mm-hmm. it just, it's a game changer. It is. My champion is Moody Crouch. For Ooh, his for life. For his life. <laughs> I, like, almost gave it to him, because I was very impressed, too. But I'm giving it to McGonagall for, like, unflinchingly defending and believing Harry. Aww. Do you, yeah, do you think she believes Harry? Oh, 100% without a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Like, yeah. I think her and Hagrid are, like, the most, like, I don't think it even, like, crossed her mind that Harry would do it. Well, maybe after he said, like, I didn't, Dumbledore believed him, I think she was like, that's good enough for me. I also think McGonagall's a lot like Hermione, and this is gonna be mean, and I know I don't say this like, about Harry a lot. He's not enough. smart enough to do it. Like, yeah. I don't, I he's think really they not. know he's not smart enough to do it. And he isn't smart enough to do yeah. it. Yeah. Not in that way. He also, like, this isn't the kind of, like, breaking the rules that Harry does. Like, yeah. it's just so uncharacteristic of him that anybody who's, like, spent more than two seconds with him would know it's not Yeah. him. My rat is twofold. It's movie Dumbledore and Snape. <laughs> My rat's just Snape, but I do love your incorporation of movie Dumbledore. Michael Campbell is my rat. <laughs> For not reading the books. <laughs> um... Okay, give me my quiz, and then I don't have a quiz question for you, but I will come up with one on the fly while you're okay. giving me mine. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Um, when is the first task? What day is it? They tell you, like, the date. Month and day. Or not, like, the day of the week, but month and date. But I think it's on a Friday. Ludo Bagman says that when he's like telling them they're October 6th. Wrong month. November 6th. 24th. <laughs> <laughs> I did so well on that. <laughs> also, it's Halloween tonight. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Context clues. Am I right? <laughs> Who is the fat lady talking to? Violet. And what is the password? Boulder Dash. Boom! No, no, Vi, that's the password. <laughs> um, if you want to listen to next chapter, tell us who does the weighing of the wands stuff. Yeah. The, the stuff. The stuff. The only part of the book chapter worth reading. Alrighty. Uh, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. 
Bum, 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 bum. Thank you for listening to another episode. Um, if you can take a moment and just find us on social media, that would be wonderful. We're Potter Watch on Facebook, Real Potter Watch on Twitter. And on Instagram, we are Podcast Potter Watch, as well as our email, podcastpotterwatch at gmail.com. Please feel free to communicate with us at any time. About any topic. <laughs> um, and most importantly, please um, give us a review on iTunes. This really helps people find out about the podcast. Um, we appreciate all the reviews, and, and it helps us, um, you know, get a better idea of how we're doing as podcast hosts. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it.